Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. Now, I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like. And I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Nice glasses. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to go for the intellectual look. The same for you? <laughs> yeah, that's what the beard is for and the tank top. Yeah. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm okay. Hold on. I'm writing myself an extra note. <laughs> Wear glasses again next time. <laughs> Andrew's turn-ons <laughs> are glass. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, we're going to do this and then I got to run out because I got to pick my kid up from school. Ooh. Yeah, so he started school. Uh, he started school this week. So that's that's exciting. Someone just asked me before we got on the mic, they texted me. They were like, hey, so who who cried more? Oh, and I was like, tears of joy or sadness. (laughs) And he's like, it could be either one. And I was like, well, Emerson's probably done the most crying because we've been too busy having the ability to do anything to get stuff done. To, in order to cry. We didn't talk about this on mic. We talked about it off mic. But uh, does he have food? Oh, yes, he does have food. Yeah. So uh, we talked about it off mic that uh, his school was not going to allow us to pack a lunch. If you're scratching your head at that sentence, it's the same reaction we had when they told us that he needs a doctor's note in order to bring in a doctor's note to yeah, bring your own to lunch, bring your own food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not like, hey, here's a note. Don't bring these types of food. Right. Like they say, don't bring peanut butter in case another kid has a peanut allergy, which I get. Not a list of food he can't bring. He cannot bring any food from the outside. And they were going to make him eat whatever shit hot lunch they were going to serve him. And I was like, no, I was like, I went down that path as a child and now I'm a train wreck. So let's not do that. Let's feed him correctly from the start and raise a better person than I am. A hundred percent. Although you didn't like Reese's peanut butter cup. So how unhealthy could you possibly I like eat? them, but I like, there was another one I found. I was, as I was eating them, I was like, these are better than Reese's. I should tell Andrew about them. What? Uh, I think they're Justin's just, Justin? yeah. Oh, do you want to say hi to America? Okay. She said no, but I'm glad we, we they have can't to, be that good. If you don't even remember who, what company, I think it's Justin's. I recognize the packaging. You can get them at like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. It's one of those. <laughs> yeah. La-di-da. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's going on with you? I'm doing good. I'm in a bit of a funk this week. 
Because uh, we lost Norm Macdonald. I was going to talk about that. You stole my news story. Wait, no, that was going to be a news story? No, I was going to lead off the I show. I was going to say, because it. it doesn't really fit in with our, our news, necessarily, the kind of things we do. But we uh, we are sort of a comedy podcast. It and, does suck. I was going to, barely I was going to lead off with it because it sucks and get it out of the way. But it sucks. Do you have a favorite Norm Macdonald joke? I do have a favorite Norm Macdonald joke. Would you like to tell it? Yes, I would. This is also one that, uh, if you watch Seth Meyers' show, he mentioned it on his show as well. But I remember watching this as a kid. Uh, It was from Weekend Update. And I'll paraphrase it slightly, but it was basically that um, the richest uh, billionaire 10 year old girl, uh, she turned 10 years old this week uh, and she had her birthday party. And if you'd like to know what it's like at a 10 year old billionaire's birthday party, just to give you a little insight, there were two cakes. That was it. That's it. Did it did about the same reaction as it just got here, and that's really what I love about Norm Macdonald is that most of his jokes, especially I would say in the last ten years, had that same reaction. And the beauty of it was, if you got it, you got it, and you you got the idea that he knew he was doing that. He was the embodiment of the aristocrats joke. Like I don't even know that he ever told the aristocrats joke. I'm sure he did, but I, I I've never heard it. But he is the aristocrats joke. Yeah, he is the like oh the the funny man's gonna tell us a joke. The anti punchline punchline. Right, which is funny because he himself has said multiple times he is not an anti comedian. He does not tell like non jokes. He is a comedian. He just. He believed that it has it like the point of the punchline is that it has to surprise you. And there's nothing more surprising than being let down. Yeah. If you ever watch one of his best and then I'll let you talk. But uh, one of his best uh, examples of this, if you ever watch the roast of Bob Saget. Yes. You know, roasts are traditionally filthy and everybody got up there and, and Bob Saget especially is a pretty filthy comic. And so everybody got up there and told dick jokes and fart shows and shit jokes and things like that. And then Norm Macdonald came up and gave what would be like if Henry Fonda gave a comedy set of just the most mundane, safest jokes you could do. But and everyone's not getting it. But it's one of those things where, like, if you get what he's doing right now. It's brilliance. And I remember watching that and I'm yeah. like jokes like uh, I remember some of them where he's like, you know, Bob Saget, I've always said, has the face of a flower, a cauliflower. cauliflower. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said so, there was something about the on the bathrooms. You'll see it la- labeled ladies and gentlemen. Don't let that throw you. You can still go in there. That was for um, what's his face? I- Iago from Aladdin. What's his name? Um, Affleck duck man, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Yes. He was talking to guy and he said, Gilbert, you know, if you go to the bathroom, one of the doors says gentleman on it. Don't be alarmed. You can still use that one. Yeah. That's, and I was like, <laughs> Which I this think is... that one was probably the closest thing to, to like, like an, an actual... actual insult. Yeah. Joke. But I was, I remember watching and everyone's kind of got puzzled. Like the audience will have puzzled looks on their face and I'm like, are you stupid? This is brilliant happening. In well, front they're of also you. all wasted. And right, they, that's true. it's, Another brilliant thing that he did was, and we'll get to this when I get to one of my favorite jokes, is that he he's great at the switch. Everyone else is you're going to get bored if everyone's doing the same jokes over and over again. So if all you've heard is dirty, horrible, stupid jokes about how dumb and ugly this guy is. 
the switch is going to be what's funny. Right. And that's part of the surprise, right, right that he talks about, is that, like, the most surprising thing you can do, whatever that is, is the fun. And not, like, on a performative level where you get people like YouTubers visiting grave sites and knocking them over or whatever. Right. But at, right. just from a verbal communicative standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. The the 90 degree turn. Yeah. Right. Like, give me an example. What's what's one of your. Well, OK. So one of my favorite sets is uh, uh, that he did was a bit a series of jokes that he did on Conan. And then I'll tell my favorite joke. Yes. So I'll try not to take up too much time because he can also. No, that's right. But I, I was watching some Conan clips, so I'm wondering if you're going to about oh, to tell the joke 100%. I just watched. It's going to okay. be the one you're thinking of. Okay. But, you know, one of them is him doing a series of like, you know, my wife, that battle axe. I, you know, I, I went into the, the bathroom and I saw my face in the mirror and I, I realized I'm old and I'm decrepit and I've wasted my life and my hair is thinning. And I told all that to my wife and I said, you know what? I need you to compliment me right now. I need you to give me a compliment that's going to make me feel better about all this. And she said, well, your eyesight's near perfect. And I said, oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> and it's a series of jokes like that where he's like, I was driving with my wife through open cornfields and I saw a bunch of livestock, cows and pigs. And I turned to her and I said, hey, you recognize any relatives of yours out there? And she said, yeah, my in-laws. And I said, oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> And then he's like, all right, but now it's time for a more modern joke. A lot of people don't like the old, old-timey humor. We'll move on to a, a newer joke, a modern joke for modern times and modern people. You know, I don't know if you know this, but my wife, shortly after we got married, she fell into a coma. It was a serious problem, and it was an issue. They couldn't figure out how to pull her out of it. And I went to visit her one time, and I said, Doc, what have you been doing? What have you been trying? And they said, well, we're, we're at the end of our rope. We've tried everything we can, but there is one experimental thing. It hasn't been proven in any scientific communities or journals. It's not peer-reviewed, but I've seen it work. It might be worth a try. And I said, Doc, I'll do anything. What is it? And he said, well, you could go in there and you could have oral sex with her. And I said, my God. But if it's what I've got to do, if it could work, if there's a chance, I'm willing to do it. So I go in the room with her. I'm in there for about five minutes. I come back out and I go, Doc, she's choking. <laughs> that's not the joke I thought you were going to tell, but I love it. That's so that's not my favorite joke, but that's you said what's an example of that? Yeah, of yeah that, that's like a great he one. does these setups that yes. are clearly leading you in a different direction. Yeah. When he tells that joke to Conan, there's a 30 second pause after while Conan sits his face in his hands because he's laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. If you would you mind uh, letting me indulge you in my favorite uh, Norm Macdonald joke? What's the title of it before you tell it? Because I think I, I know don't know that is. there is a title. Okay, it's about a moth. Uh, that's it's the moth joke. Okay, yeah. I yeah, assume yeah, yeah. Okay. this joke was told to Norm Macdonald by Colin Quinn. Oh, really? Okay. Who said you could never tell this joke as a comedian because it's a quick joke. I just an, watched this this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's a joke that I tell people all the time. Whenever someone's like, "Hey, give me a joke," it's it's my go to. But Colin Quinn told him this joke. It was a 20-second joke. And Conan O'Brien had him do his set on the show. And then uh, after the set ended, Conan O'Brien said, all right, well, we're going to go to commercial and we'll be right back with more Norm MacDonald. And Norman went, what? I thought I was just doing my act. I don't have anything else to talk about. And he was like, well, I've got this joke that Colin Quinn just told me, but it was 20 seconds. Hey, Conan, how long is the segment? Hoping he would say 20 seconds. And instead he was like seven minutes. And he's like, well, maybe I can try to make this longer. So on the spot, Norm MacDonald crafted this joke. It's it's brilliant. Do try and do like a, a slightly abbreviated version, but also 
give them enough that they go and check out this clip. No, this is the whole joke. You're a son of a bitch. No, this is the whole thing. So a moth walks into a podiatrist's office, walks right in and he says, Doc, I need your help. And the doctor says, well, what seems to be the problem? And he says, what seems to be the problem? Where do I start? The moth says, I I go to work every day for Gregory Ilinovich. And I I don't even know what I'm doing there, Doc. All I know is that my suffering seems to give my boss, Gregory, some sort of pleasure and happiness. And but for me, I don't know, man, I wake up in a malaise and I walk here and there and I I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, some nights, you know, that's not even the start of it. Some nights I wake up in the middle of the night and I turn and I see this old woman in my bed, Uh, an old woman that I once loved, Doc, our youngest, Alexandria. We lost her in the cold of last year. The cold took her as it took many of our, our people. And um, I love it. she fell in the harsh cold in the winter. It was a harsh one, but we, the rest of us, we made it through. But my, my other boy, Gregaro Itavitovich, and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. I no longer love him. <laughs> Whenever I look in his eyes, I see that same cowardice that I catch in myself whenever I accidentally take a glimpse in the mirror. If only the cowardice were stronger and I could find the energy and the will to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun I keep in the table by my bed, perhaps then I could end this foolish facade once and for all. And he says, Doc, you know, sometimes I feel like a spider. Even though I'm a moth, I'm hanging barely from the edge of my web with an everlasting fire burning underneath me. He says, I'm not feeling good. And the podiatrist says, moth, you're trouble, man. But I I don't know why you came here. This is a podiatrist's office. You need to be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And the moth says, oh, well, the light was on. Believe it or not, guys. That is actually an abbreviated version of the joke. No, that's it isn't. how long. That's the whole joke. No, it's a whole joke. But to watch Norm Macdonald do it. Oh yeah, he, that's he what definitely I'm takes some. He some takes some time, liberties. and that's the brilliance of it. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like, go if you if you liked the way that Andrew just told it, go watch Norm Macdonald do it. Oh, wait till you hear till wait wait till you hear how Norm tells it. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. There's also on top of that one the other one I watched today that I'll just point people to is I think Conan O'Brien on his YouTube channel put like a bunch of Norm Macdonald clips on there. And uh, there's an it'll it just says Conan O'Brien with Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh yeah, from Late one. Night. Yeah, and uh, it's that's a very misleading title yeah. because it's really Norm Macdonald's second interview on on that night on it's that really, night show. He's so young in that one it's too. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. But go check that out. There's one other one I just remembered a, a really great joke that again uh, I was watching Seth Meyers talk about him and he told this joke to. Seth Meyers and a couple other people that that I absolutely love. And it was right. He had just uh, had a kid and he was pretty new as a father. And he stopped by SNL while while Seth Meyers was working there. And um, somebody said, like, hey, Norm, how's how's fatherhood going? And Norm goes, he goes, it's going great to date. Zero abductions. Everybody, 
everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and pay tribute to a genius. My name is Chris Drew. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Also, regarding the moth joke, if uh, you'd like to hear another version of it, John Green, uh, the writer, actually does a version that incorporates Shakespearean literature. That would be incredible. quite good. Yeah. And I also wanted to say that all of my stories, the way that they're written, the the sort of well, the jokes that I have for them are inspired by Norm MacDonald, so yes, get ready for that. I love it. All right. So, um, we got a few, I got a few news stories today. I actually have some, some interesting news. You got some news? Yeah, I got some news. Excellent. Uh, well, I got a little bit of, I got a little bit of everything. We got a little trail, a couple of trailers to talk about. Oh, yeah. We have some news stories to talk about. So, as always, the choice is yours. What would you like to start with, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Too bad. I want to talk. About, I like how you don't even try. I'm so anymore. fucking done with this. <laughs> I've been doing this shit for five years, Chris. I know. I know. It's just I'm slowly just tearing Chipping you down. Away. Brick Chipping away. Chipping away that will to live. Brick. Yeah, I like it because the wall I think was way up above my head, and by now I think we're down to about my waist, which is nice. <laughs> I want to talk about the penguin. So. Variety is reporting that HBO Max is actually developing a Penguin spin-off show based on the Batman coming up with Robert Pattinson and Colin Farrell. With Colin Farrell? Uh, Colin Farrell is in talks yeah? to wow. do it. Now, it's so funny too because I feel like you could put anyone under all that prosthetics. Right. And who would know? Huh? Is it all prosthetics or did he gain weight? No, from it's that? it's almost entirely prosthetics. Is it, is it yeah, almost entirely people prosthetics? Can see either that or he gained it Real quick and lost it real quick, but I, I think it's okay. prosthetics. I could believe either. Yeah. Colin Farrell, I, I think it would be prosthetics. Yeah, I don't think Colin Farrell has ever put on like that kind of weight for a show. Exactly. A yeah. Movie. He's a good looking dude, yeah. too. Anyway, not the point. You can or be good it? looking and overweight also. Look at me. <laughs> I know, buddy. I know. You keep hanging on to that. <laughs> Driftwood in an ocean. Yeah, so apparently Colin Farrell has been approached. There's no deal set. This is not for sure. This is not for certain. But this would be about the Penguin's rise to power in the Gotham underworld set in the universe that it, whatever the Batman is. Um, so it could be Colin Farrell, could be someone else. Right. Which means that basically they said, hey, Colin, how much money would you like for this show that we're going to do. And if he comes back with a number that's too high, they're going to go, you know what? Maybe the Penguin's 10 years younger than, uh, <laughs> than this. What's Pee Wee Herman up to right now? What's he doing? Yeah. So, I don't know. Here's the, th- oh, here's the other half of this, right? This is not the same show as the other The Batman spinoff show that they've talked about doing, which it's is a Gotham PD. That's based on the GCPD. Yeah, yeah. So, how many versions of Gotham are they going to give us with this fucking movie? I mean, really? I also, is the Gotham PD one based on the film? Yes. So Jeffrey Wright is said to possibly be in that movie because he's Commissioner Gordon. So that one is based on... They are. This is everything that I, everything that irks me about DC's film department. They're like that whole, everyone involved with it is like, as soon as they made, before they made Man of Steel, they were like, Hey, this is going to be so good that we're going to make a Justice League movie, which is also going to be so good that it's going to propel us into the future. Right. And neither of those were the case. Like they they're just like they've got that circle hole and that square peg and they're just like ramming it as hard as they can to try and get it to work. And I just it look it it looks very good. The, The new Batman movie looks excellent. It looks good enough 
to do what they're saying to make this these spinoff shows. But so did Suicide Squad, the first one. So I, I who who the hell knows how like the the audacity and how bold they are in doing this. It's a great sign. I'm glad that they're backing up. I mean, it'd be weird if they were like, yeah, sorry, like this movie's not going to be any good. Like, you, you know what I mean? But also also, do I want to live in this world for an hour a week? Actually, really two hours a week. Because it's two different shows. Right. The most depressing city in the entire universe. Yeah. I am really, just judging on the trailers, the most depressing version of this, the most depressing city, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's ever been depressed. And I, I've said this before, like, how many versions of Gotham do we really need to do? We just got done with Gotham, and now they're re-Gothaming Gotham, and I'm so Gothamed out of Gotham that I don't want to Gotham any Gotham. In my opinion, it's one of the most interesting things about the Flash TV show on the CW, as well as that, like... He lives in a community where most people are trying to just, like, live their lives and do good and help each other. And it's basically like a futuristic utopia where everyone is just sort of happy. And then occasionally there are things that he has to wear. And that actually makes it sort of more tragic is that, like, it's more important for him to save these people because not everyone is just like a heartless asshole. It's a very high pedestal that they're going to be falling from. Right. Plus, they're not in Canada. They're not used to that sort of tragedy. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah, Flash should have been from Canada. Yeah. All, really, all superheroes need to be based in Canada because the U.S. Except for Batman. understands. That would actually be hilarious that like if Batman was the only one from the U.S. and it's like Canada, the Canadian heroes like Flash and Superman keep being like, why is everyone? What's going on down there? And he's like, no universal health care. He's like, I'm breaking all these villains' legs and arms. They're just going to go back to stealing because now they can't walk. He's like, this is why I don't have to kill because I, I break their leg <laughs> and they're pretty much done for life anyway. It doesn't they get matter. an infection and they just die. And they're just so swamped by debt that uh, <laughs> they can't do anything. Then they go into they go to Wall Street and they become embezzlers instead. So I'm fine yeah. with that. And then I go and break their other leg because right. they're embezzling. <laughs> That's right. It's really, I mean, it's good job security for me. Uh It's really every time I break a leg, I'm like, well, that's another five year extension on my contract. Let me tell you. (laughs) This is ridiculous, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm not crazy. I don't think it's ridiculous. Look, if this movie is as good as they think it is, I think the only thing that makes it weird for me is that they are agreeing to do this before the film comes out. Right. Like, I don't think the Avengers movie was, like, announced until after the success of Iron Man. They did have Samuel L. Jackson come out in the post credit scene and say, like, I'm working with you on the Avengers or whatever. But, like, that wasn't, like, an official... That could have been the end of that franchise if that movie was bad. Right. It wasn't the thread of right. the, throughout that movie. Right, it was right, just right. a little tidbit. Like, in case this works... Then they have this. And if it doesn't, well, it'll be one of those stories where everyone's like, remember that time? And that would have been so strange at the time, too, that like, oh, we're going to make four movies and they're all going to be so good that then we're going to do like, how do how the hell do you know? So that's the only thing that makes it weird to me. If this movie comes out and it's incredible, I'll watch these shows. I especially I love Colin Farrell. I think he's a great choice for this role. The prosthetics look amazing. He looks amazing. So we'll see. But I'm just like, how many? So we had Gotham, which was a series about all the things about Batman that we love, except for Batman. Yeah. The main thing. It had Batboy. Now we're going to do two series about all the things we love about Batman, except for Batman. And not only that, I know I'm not going to see one of his main villains because he's got his own show somewhere else. So he's not going to show up on the GCPD show. He except he might as a crossover, but it's yeah. not going to be a regular thing. Maybe. Do you know what we'll I mean? see. Like, I don't know. Because that's the thing, too, is that like. 
I think DC's lesson that they're learning as well is that people don't want DC superhero film movies. They want DC superhero TV shows, which I don't think is the case. I think they're just doing a better job of making them. They want Greg Berlanti to do right. DC stuff is really what it comes down to. I think, oh, uh, once again, they're not learning the lesson they're supposed to be learning. It's not that people want DC TV shows. They want Greg Berlanti to do movies. That's what they should be learning. Well, um... I guess we might as well get this one out of the way. Uh, It's time to play everyone's favorite game. What has Ike Perlmutter fucked up for everyone this time? (laughs) Let me set up the the stage for you. In 2016, writer Kevin Beagle was hired to work on the pilot for a series based on Marvel's New Warriors. One year later, the pilot was produced and reportedly tested well among selected audience, but then a shit-dwelling, homophobic hobgoblin decided to rain on everyone's parade. Beagle went on a Twitter rant about the experience, providing incredible photos, and stating that, quote, a singular power that be killed the show because it was too gay. A rich, straight Brentwood turd. He got fired for being vile at his company. Which leads us to Ike Perlmutter. For anyone new to the show, Ike Perlmutter is the worst thing to ever happen to pop culture. Here is a list of some of the things he did just while working for Marvel. He fought to keep Spider-Man out of the Marvel movies. He fought against the soundtrack used in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the reason the Marvel Netflix shows became terrible. He fought against making a Black Panther movie. He fought against making a Captain Marvel movie. He tried to fire Robert Downey Jr. He yelled at the advertising director for Marvel Comics for throwing out a paperclip saying, quote, if you throw that out... I have to buy you another one. He's the fucking worst. Also, too many Cokes. Don't forget. Oh, <laughs> too many Cokes. Can't have too many Cokes at the movie premiere. He's the worst. So now we don't have this New Warriors TV show that evidently a pilot exists for. The photos released look great. Someone released video footage of them using Squirrel Girl has like a pet squirrel that she keeps and they have puppeteers on set and it looks fantastic. And uh, it's too gay. So we can't have it. Mm, well, I mean, no one wants to watch something that's too gay, Andrew. Yeah, they just want Pose and RuPaul's Drag Race. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, listen, there's like an uncanny valley of gayness. There's no gayness. <laughs> right. And then there's like where this new warrior show lived. And then there's supreme gayness. Great. And so you can have there. But if you fit right in there, then people just get the squirms. Do you think we're ever going to get Squirrel Girl in anything? Anything? Yeah. Yes. Oh, 100%. But yes. What do you think are the odds they're going to try to revitalize this New Warriors show? Using like the same cast and possibly releasing the pilot? Yeah. I think no. I think. Well, when was it filmed, did you say? Uh, a few years ago, like three years ago. I'm going to say no, but I wouldn't be surprised. Is this the one with what's her name from the yeah. commercials? Yeah, what's her name is in it? I don't no, know. No, from the AT&T commercials or I something. She's like, okay, I didn't recognize right. her. I, I read her name and I was like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the actors used in this pilot get reused. People again. really liked the photos of her as Squirrel Girl. Right, right, right. So I wouldn't be surprised if, she, if they get reused again, but then reconfigured into something else that can fit into the MCU uh, where it is currently and being overseen by somebody who has, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Common sense and talent and intelligence. And is not a homophobe. And not a homophobe. And also, if you're on set, you can have two Cokes. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what I'm saying when I keep saying two Cokes, just Google. Just Google Ike Perlmutter two Cokes. <laughs> See what happens. It's like two girls, one cup, but it's one Ike, two Cokes. Yeah, it's just an empty glass of ice in one hand and a 
cup of Coca-Cola and he just pours them constantly. <laughs> so I th- I wouldn't be surprised if some of the cast members get recast as the, the characters again. I don't think that they'll bring out the pilot and use that as a jumping off point for the for the series. I think that's done. I think that's probably the time has been enough that that they're not going to try and redo it. Because if they were going to do it, I think they would have done it by now. Well, but you don't think that they might try to do it because of the response to this, the writer coming out and saying all this? No, but I wouldn't be surprised if we now get word of like, we're going to put a new Warriors thing in development because we the story came out and then we saw the the potential and also the fan outcry of the fact that they didn't get this and we see the value in the characters now. And so we want to, you know, we want to start putting that into production, but I don't think they're going to go, well, we're going to release the pilot and then we're going to start the series. We'll give it a 13 episode order or something like that. Plus also it has Ike Perlmutter's fingerprints all over it. And right now Disney seems to be like, let's, or Marvel, I should say really like, let's, just separate as much as possible. You know, they canceled all the Netflix series. They're wiping their hands clean of that. They're, you know, as much of the stuff that Ike Perlmutter was around for, they're like, nope, clean slate. Let's start it over again, which is better because it's easier to make something new to be great than to have to fix some piece of shit that and reconfigure it into something good. And so I think I I wouldn't be surprised if they just retool the characters, bring back some of the actors, make something brand new out of this. But I, I think it'd be great. I think it'll be awesome. And yes, to answer your original question, come hell or high water, even with or without the new warriors, Squirrel Girl is a fan favorite character. We will see her pop up in something, even if it's a post credit scene, even if it's, you know, a cameo in one of the movies, something she's going to show up in something. I vote a Spider-Man movie. I feel like the tone of those would be perfect for her. But that's that's just me. Yeah, I think that would do. That would be great. We got a trailer. We had a new trailer for The Matrix. Remember the early 2000s when we all thought we were in The Matrix because we kept getting all these Matrix movies and they went away, then we went away. We went away or they went away. I mean, who can really say? Am I rhyming too much? Yeah, I've clicked into something that I'm not mm-hmm. enjoying. You're in The all. Matrix. I'm in The Matrix. That's true. The rhyming matrix. The machines have finally taken over. The matrix is back. Did you miss being in the matrix, Andrew? No. Trick question. You never left the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was okay. It was fun. It was fun. I'll probably watch it, I guess. I'm looking forward to this. I think it looks okay. Am I, you know, out of my mind for this? No, but I'm interested in this. Here's a hurdle that is difficult for me to get over. Every time I saw Keanu Reeves in the trailer, I was like, oh, John Wick. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, this isn't. Yeah, he's very much John Wick. Yeah, this isn't John Wick because he looks he's got the beard. He has the long hair. He's doing kung fu. He's got the gun. And I'm just like, oh, right. OK, no, this is something else. I also am like, I'm glad Carrie Ann Moss is back. I wish Lauren, they brought Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne back. back. But this new guy they looks say fine. He, he says he's not in it, but who knows? Yeah, he, he says he was not asked. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen is the guy who looks like... Only one of the Wachowskis is working on it. The other one, she said, she was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good here. Yeah, well, she said um, with everything happening. Yeah, and I mean, they had been working like nonstop for six years yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Also, most of their movies are not good. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I haven't seen Jupiter's... No, I have seen Jupiter's... No, what's the one I've seen? Tell me. Jupiter's Legacy. Nope. Haven't seen that one either. What? 
Yes, you have. Cloud Atlas. That's the one I've seen. You saw Jupiter's Legacy? Yeah, I blocked it. Don't worry. Cloud Atlas, yeah. Well, Speed Racer. I saw Speed Racer in theater by myself. Which is the only way that you should. On opening day. Because I loved that cartoon show growing up. And I was like, this is going to be incredible. And it was awful. Terrible. It's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's awful. And even, here's the other thing, most of their Matrix movies haven't been good. Yeah, they're not good. I, although, I need to, have you, when was the last time you watched them? I need to give them a rewatch. I watched the second one a few years ago because of how bad it was. And I was like, yep, still terrible. Good reason to do anything, really. Yeah, I thought it'd be funny. Uh, <laughs> so you watched it by yourself and you just chuckled to yourself afterwards? Just masturbated while crying. You did that with every movie, though. <laughs> That's true. Well, you do. I should have done that when I saw Speed Racer by myself, but I, I didn't think to, I guess. Which is odd for you. It is. Yeah. Well, I was so... That's how you develop that that pattern, isn't it? That's true. I tried. You watched Speed Racer and you didn't do it. And then you were like, you know what would have made this, this movie better? Well, I also That's tried. I, I, I started going for it and I was like, man, this is... I can't. I can't focus. It's so bad. I can't do it. So... Really? Yeah. Usually John Goodman with a monkey does it for you. And Paul Rubens was there. <laughs> He was fine. He was he had no problem. This is taking a very weird turn. <laughs> I mean, weird even for us. This is taking a weird turn. Um, let's live in that. Let's do it. So I here's a couple of differences between the old Matrix and this Matrix. One looks like a much more real looking world. You don't have that green coloring. It's not raining all the time. His actual sunlight and well, buildings. now they're using more of an orange filter. It looks yes, like they do, but they it doesn't look like they constructed this. Like it looks like it. Well, I wonder if this is going to be a like they rebooted the Matrix, like turned it off and on again, and this is a different. Well, I one. think they did. I think at the I, didn't they do that at the end of the third one? They said I they're going to so, reboot yeah. it. And now this is what it is. Yeah, you got uh, you got Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Oh, I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah, I'm wondering. About him. Um, Isn't the second a junior? I just know it has two. In his name, it says it's the second. It could be. I don't know how that works. Because I think if it says if it has the two at the end, wouldn't it be? It would be the second because otherwise you'd put J.R. But isn't that just junior? Can you choose between the two? I've never heard someone call themselves the second. I have. Who? I mean, not in real life. Like I've seen. Uh, no, I've never just met this anyone. Guy. Just this guy. But, but I've never seen it. I've never met someone who I'm like, hi, I'm so-and-so the second. And because usually. No, I've met people who've said, hi, I'm so-and-so junior. Yes, I've I've heard that. But I've never I've never in real life heard the second. But I have heard people. <laughs> I have people heard people referred to as so-and-so the second. Mostly, mostly kings. Now that I mention it, most of those people are dead <laughs> by the time they say that. Right. They're, you're talking about royalty. Yeah. Elizabeth the second. Yeah. She's not technically a junior. She's a different person. She's not related. Although when I met her, she did say, hi, I'm I'm Elizabeth Jr. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so this guy's playing Morbius. So, well, here's the thing. I don't think he is. Playing. I said Morbius, by the way. It was a joke, but we're going to go with Mor- it's, he's playing Morpheus. Maybe that's I didn't pick up on that joke, not because it's not <laughs> funny, but because that's definitely not the first or last time that one of us is going to do that. Feel free to tweet out all you like, whatever. I don't care. It's got to keep happening. Um, Morpheus. I think I said Morbius many times before you even said that. You can go back and listen. Um, Morpheus. He looks like Morpheus. Here's what I'm thinking. This is going to, this is my theory that I'm going with. Cause in the matrix, if you remember the idea of the one, that was almost like a religious 
idea. Like they go into the second one and they're like, Morpheus, you fucking batshit crazy lunatic. There's no such thing as the one. Stop trying to do that. He's you find out that guy you thought was like a prophet in this first movie is like a nut job to everybody else. So I think Morpheus has died. And this guy is like a disciple of Morpheus. So this guy is doing the same thing that Morpheus did where they're like, there's this fringe outfit that believes in the one and believes in the tellings of Morpheus. He's filled the void. Yeah. But it's even a a series removed where it's like Morpheus has now also been elevated to this almost like saint like level. I think it is Morpheus. I think because they rebooted it 20 years ago. Yeah. Morpheus is now 20 years old. Okay. All right. That's what everyone else is saying. So old man Morpheus is sitting in his pod. Right. But he's young in the Matrix. And he's like, time for a reboot. So it's what they said for the franchise itself. Just time for a reboot. Yeah. Uh, by the way, here's my question. Why don't they just make the, the Matrix into like the Middle Ages? Like that would be much easier to me. When it, in, a, in a time when everyone just believed in witchcraft and that the earth was flat, wouldn't it be easier just to have humanity just perpetually stay in that the whole time? Because then every time somebody was like, no, we live in a construct that is run by machines and we all live in a dream. They would just look at them and go like, she's a witch. Burn her at the stake. Like, just get rid of them. It's just so much easier. Here's my question. Why don't the machines just develop a way to take the energy in the whatever they're using to feed humans to keep them alive right and use that to keep themselves alive and just kill all the humans there is some sort of reasoning to this i think they said something about the brain activity is the best i don't know there's a reasoning to this okay here's another question you know what works better than the matrix chloroform you would know just sedate them which it seems like they already are. Why have the Matrix? I, but that's what I mean. There's a reasoning behind this. They, I think they say it. I don't know what it is, but I think they mention it in the first movie on why not just keep us asleep. Why make this lie up or something? There's a, <laughs> there is some sort of reasoning to it. I don't know what it is. I thought it was something about like people being happy or whatever, but like it's not like it's a utopia. Yeah, someone watch the Matrix and tell us because I don't want to have to do the work on this, but... I've heard that there's a reasoning to it, but I just don't understand. Like, why even be in a world where there are computers if you're running an entire computer simulation? Wouldn't that cause people to really question if they're in a computer simulation? Why are you letting it get this out of hand? Machines are really stupid is what I'm trying to get at. Like, why not just why not keep them all cavemen? That's what I like. That would be easier. And then they to a point like they don't even understand fire. And then if one of them discovers fire. Yeah, like they use the phones, the landlines to be able to come in and out. Just get rid of all the phones. phones. This is what I'm saying. Just control F phone. Enter. Delete all. That's what I'm saying. Like if you keep a caveman, then the first caveman to discover fire when he's alone, just send in an agent like NG Smith. Just shoots him in the head. Just kill him. Just kills him. Yeah. Just kills him. Walks back out again. Bada bing, bada boom, done. Rest of humanity doesn't know what the hell happened. Why? They're cavemen. They're stupid as shit. You also don't need to send an agent in because you can just like, they're hooked into the thing in That's real true. life. Just so just like them. kill them. Just don't, yeah. just kill them. Just they, they, and nobody, nobody knows what's going on. Pull the jack out. Just pull it out. Kill them. You know, dump them or kill them and then just reboot them again somewhere else. Yeah. Take them or like, eat them. Yeah. Or eat them. Or have the people in the Matrix eat them. Yes, for food. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. That why not? This is so much easier. 
We should run the matrix. <laughs> or, you know what works better? Solar panels. Although I think maybe they showed that like the sun has been like the covered sun has by been, smoke like, or something. Covered. That's why yeah. they don't do solar panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But couldn't you just stack enough people? Yeah, or like send yeah, send some up or stack something. Stack enough towers. Yeah, if you're if you're machines, you can just keep stacking those for days anyway. There's clearly oxygen, which means they have a way to make oxygen. So just take the pollution, just decarbonate the the atmosphere. Right. No one's making coal anymore or whatever. Or just get a big fan. Just make a big fan. Blow the clouds apart. Just do that. That's how science works. Well, we might as well get this one out of the way. You've seen Marvel's Disney Plus shows that feature a reality-bending witch who refuses to let go of her trauma, a flying veteran teaming up with a super soldier lost in time, and a Norse god who travels through time to prevent a multi-dimensional apocalypse. But now, Disney Plus is finally trying something bold and giving a show to everyone's favorite character, a regular man. <laughs> Yay! I'm clapping not because we're talking about the trailer. I'm clapping because you, Andrew Dunn, on this day, at this time, have finally taken one of my stories away from me. Oh, great. I'm amazed that you weren't going to just let me do that. Because you do that a lot, where you're like, oh, this is an Andrew story. I mean, I knew we were both going to do this one. Let's let's be real. So yeah, we got the trailer for Hawkeye. I know, I'm and, super uh, excited And it doesn't look shitty. It looks awesome to me yeah, I mean, I, i'm super good. excited by the way can i just side note for the people listening they can't see this but with the picture you have up here on his one arm are those leeches what is that i don't know what the hell are those you know it what does I mean? look like leeches he has some sort of three like dark things on his arm that i think are leeches were there leeches in one of them oh uh, they're not leeches it's just dirt i'm zooming in on the actual photo it's i think it's from avengers it is from avengers it's just dirt it does look like leeches though i think they're leeches though. they're not no i think they are though no they're not you can't prove it otherwise all right let's do this i'm gonna unlock this no, and we're gonna take don't. the time right now nope we're not then say i'm right oh, God. i gotta choose between hating andrew being right and loving my child and being a responsible parent it's a really hard decision for me right now yeah can we split the difference and call it varicose veins? <laughs> it's dirt. See it? It's dirt. Can we move? It's dirt. You're. You're right. I know. Oh, God, that hurt. Oh, Motherfucker. God, that hurt so bad. Yeah, I hope it did. I'm stoked about this show, actually. I really am looking forward to this. couple things I've I've noticed. One. How much of that Captain America musical we think we're going to see? Oh, God, I hope so much. I hope we get the full first act, at least. <sighs> I'm going to say at least one entire number. I don't think we're going to get a whole number. I think what we're probably going to get is like three, five to ten second snippets. Like, you know, the the Simpsons Planet of the Apes musical where he does like he'll do like the first half of a verse of a song and then they skip to the middle and he sings another song. That would be enough for me, too. If we saw the entire arc of what that show is. I would I would be incredible. What songs do you think they're going to be? I've thought about this. Okay. I think my favorite one that I've thought of. Go for it. So we're going to get like um like musical theater numbers. So I think like I am 30 going on 75. Yeah. I think also The Bucky of the Opera. Oh. And I like my that personal one. favorite. Yes. My personal favorite, Defying Gravity, an ode to Black Widow. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. And I've also thought about there was Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark for anyone who doesn't know there was a Broadway musical 
based on Spider-Man that was notoriously awful and dangerous. They gotta bring I think it up, someone right? died. No, no one died. That's well, I not think true. this is an homage. Well, he like broke his he, neck or something. Something so, horrible people happened were injured, to this guy. Yes, no one died. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it was he, he like it was close though. That's what I'm trying to say. It was a horrible. He fell from the rafters into the into the audience, which normally kills people. But I had always said that I was really disappointed that one of the songs wasn't "It's Raining Gwen." Hallelujah. My gosh, these are gold. These Thank are. You. This is some of your best work. Thank honestly. you. That's an this old is, one. That's one that I've had incredible. for like a decade. And you've just been waiting for this for this particular moment. Not really. I told everyone I knew when I thought of it. Well, you <laughs> didn't tell me, Andrew. I probably did. You probably did, actually. Yeah. Uh, for all yeah. I know. I, I'm not always listening. I think also when they announced it, it wasn't we hadn't met yet. I think I was in college. There was a time before that. Yep. Huh. That's not the way I see the world. So that really speaks to our relationship. I mean, is there anything beyond the Steve Rogers musical that we really need to see? I don't think so. <laughs> well, there's interesting stuff that people have noticed. Like he has an earpiece in in the trailer. Mm. Uh, you know what else I've noticed? What's that? No wife. Right. Yeah. Just the kids. Kids. No wife. What do we think? Because she was snapped. She was snapped and then she came back. So it's not like she has a husband in that five years because she was gone. Right. She was so gone. It's not like she moved on. Yeah. His entire family was snapped away. There's the other thing is this. In that Chinese restaurant scene, around the table, there is Clint. There's his daughter, which we see at beginning of, was it Endgame? Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. There is his son, which is also at the beginning of Endgame. And then there's another kid. There's a third who's about the same age as his daughter, or looks to be about around there. But he doesn't have another son that we know of, right? He only had two kids that we were aware of. No, I think you're wrong. I think there's two kids at the table when he's training her with the bow, I think. Did he have three kids? Am I just misremembering this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is there an infant? Is there a baby? Or she was pregnant uh, okay. and had a baby okay. in Ultron. Yeah. And their little girl. Right. I think. Okay, so there are three kids. So we have three kids, but no wife. And this is the first Christmas that we have had together in years, which together implies a whole unit, essentially. I mean, in my mind, that's what this is. That's what it kind of says. Do we think that it's because either he has changed over those five years or because she can't live with what he was doing as Ronan? Could be both. I think that what he was doing as Ronan... There's a residual effect to that. I think, you know, that doesn't just get pun intended. It doesn't just get snapped away when everybody comes back. Who you were, that trauma that you had to live with for five years stays with you. And even though some of that could recede, some of that could fade away because now the people that you were mourning are back. Like he says in the trailer, the things that he did were, according to him, unspeakable. Do you think they split up because of the haircut? (laughs) <laughs> no, if anything, I think that made it harder. I love that haircut. Everyone rags on that haircut. I love a good undercut, man. I don't know that. Here's the thing. I think whatever he does to it, he fucks it up. Because a good, like, 
a, a one or a two on the sides and like super long on the top. I like that look, but I don't know what like monkey semen he's putting in it or whatever that like keeps it like a cockatoo. Yeah. But uh, upright. Yeah. 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 A plume, a healthy plume. Maybe that's what the problem was, that that's what really changed. Oh, yeah. Like, you he didn't have any time so for his family. Getting that thing ready in the morning. And she's yeah. like, this is this is not the man I married. This is not the hair I married. This is not who you are, Clint. You don't even wash the leeches off of your arm. OK, those have been on there for a week. And now you're spending eight hours making yourself look like a fucking parakeet or whatever. And I, I can't do it. This isn't the person that you were five years ago. And he's like, the plume is who I am now. You're married to the hair. Maybe she met someone in the snap. Maybe like she wherever they all went, she met like another pile of dust and she fell in love with that pile of dust. (laughs) She just brings a man to the house and she's like, Clint, this is my new lover. And it's just a guy with a crew cut. The whole time. Uh, yeah. See, I think she's just holding an urn and she's like, yeah, I thought he turned to dust in the snap. It turned out he was just dead. But anyway, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Steinfeld. I did uh, launched into that. Should have believed in myself. Yeah. Uh, Haley Steinfeld looks great. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Taking over as Ronan, which I love. I like this idea. I like mm-hmm. what they're going with. It looks like they're kind of incorporating the Matt Fraction storyline in a logical way that makes it work within the continuity which is fantastic. Yeah. Love that it's at Christmas. I love the Eastern European bros. I love Lucky yep. the dog. Yep. Loving all of it. It's looking good, man. There's a lot of interesting things as well. There's a char- there's a Daredevil character who's cast in it that I, I won't spoil for anyone, but not in the comics. Uh, so that'll be interesting how they're going to use that person. We also know that um, Florence Pugh's character from Black Widow is going to be a prominent uh, cast member as well so yes which she didn't even make it into the trailer yet so there's a whole She's not even in the trailer yeah so we'll see i'm very curious about how much of this is i think most of what we saw is like the first episode or two i would say about the first two episodes meeting her deciding to train her yeah. stuff like that this, yeah yeah it may the at most i would say three but i would say probably first two episodes and then possibly I think it might skip. It might be like first two episodes and then one or two big battle sequences from the end of the series. Like the the ice skating rink, I think, is going to be at the end. Yes. Of the series. And when he's running through the restaurant in the nice outfit and he jumps through the window and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think definitely be not the last, first episode. Like, episode eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. We might as well get this one out of the way. The uh, the Russo brothers. This is an Andrew story. This one I saved for you. The Russo brothers think that a woman's place is in the kitchen. As long as that kitchen is in a Disney film set and the woman is getting adequately paid for her work. That's the wrong one. <laughs> that was a look into your personal life that I did not. <laughs> that need. I brought four just in case. So I have one that I, I don't like the joke that I made, but I brought the image just in case. Excellent. And the people yeah. who aren't patrons will never know what it was. Never know. That's one that's just for you. Good paying people. According to the Wall Street Journal, Marvel has approached the Russos to work on an upcoming project, and they reportedly refused due to the recent legal throwdown between Disney and Scarlett Johansson. The Wall Street Journal reports that they are waiting to see the outcome of Johansson's lawsuit because Marvel refused to make the new movie exclusive to cinemas and also wouldn't provide a percentage of the digital streaming profits to the Russos as part of compensation for their work on this new project. We don't know what the project was. We don't know who they spoke to. 
But that's what the Wall Street Journal is reporting. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the fallout that we were talking about. It's going to happen with this. It's kind of the same fallout that Warner Brothers had with HBO Max and Christopher Nolan and other people like that. And this is the thing that not just Disney, but a lot of studios are going to have to learn. You can't just unilaterally make some sort of decision when it comes to streaming something and then just go like, well, everybody's going to be okay with it because it's the pandemic or not as many people are going. Hey, people liked Black Widow. That's all that matters. We made our money. No, that doesn't. No, like this is the thing. And, you know, more than any actor, I 100 percent understand why the Russo brothers would be tepid about working with Disney after something like this happens. A hundred percent. This is our movie. We're making this. Especially if they haven't made the correction. Like, it's right. the, it doesn't even sound like the Roosters are saying like, hey, we don't like the way you treated Scarlett Johansson. What they're saying, according to the Wall Street Journal, is that they haven't fixed the problem yet. Right. So how do I know you're not going to screw me over That's the same exactly way that you screwed it. her yeah, over? It's not just a, it's this not just capitalism about, 101. Right. Uh, uh, and for a director, this is especially important because for an actor, you know, if you're in a movie that tanks, well, sometimes you get blamed for it, especially if you're the lead, you know, the person at the top of the marquee, there is a scapegoat built in, you know, there it's a bad script. The, the studio didn't advertise it. The director was shit, whatever. If you're a director, that responsibility falls squarely the fish rots from the head. Yes. And so, you know, if your movie doesn't do well, because Disney decides last minute that instead of putting it in theaters, they want to do halvesies on it, and then you get half the box office. People have not learned to not look at that yet. We're still in the old in the old uh, pattern of going. Well, it made you know sixty five million dollars at the box office when it should have made ninety. So these guys can't make a good film, and so they get put in movie jail. The other thing to keep in mind is that it is another way that it's different from actors to directors is that. The actor is the face of the project. Right. So, like, even if you're not compensated super well, like Scarlett Johansson, that movie does super well. She doesn't get paid what she needs. She's going to have no problem getting more work where she does get paid more. She's going to have no problem jumping ship to Sony or to Universal or, or whoever else. She's going to have no problem because she can point to the poster and be like, look at that. That's me. Everybody knows Scarlett Johansson. I couldn't identify these assholes in a lineup. I have no idea. I know they're fantastic. I know their names because I'm such a fan of this work. But most people in the U.S. are not going to go, oh, the Russos. I got to watch this. Basically, if you had a common person write down a list of actors and then had that same common person write down a list of directors, that list would be much shorter. Yes. It is much harder to break through as a name recognition. And really, it would come down to Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg, I think would probably be the only two. Tim Burton? Tim Burton, maybe. Yeah. But that's about it. But like I said, this is the fallout. This is what was going to happen. And now it's happening. I don't know what the project was. Nobody knows what the project was, but whatever it was is a shame because whatever it was was going to be awesome. Well, and reportedly as well, I should also mention the Wall Street Journal hasn't said that they have solidified their answer. They are waiting until they hear back about what's going on between the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit and Disney to see if they're willing to change their stuff around. And then they may agree to do it if there's a better contract. But this is a conversation that shouldn't even need to be happening. I agree. You know, this is this shouldn't have been happening, especially for the biggest film company in the entire world, Well, for the biggest film company in the entire world between and the two guys who made the biggest movie in history. This should be a no brainer. Yeah, they should. You know, the biggest studio in the world should go to them and go. 
you just made the biggest movie in history for us. What do you want to work on? And then they tell them and then they and how go, much money do you want? <laughs> and how much do you money do you want? And you can have whatever you want. And then they just open that up. The fact that these guys are looking at the biggest studio in the world. And again, any other filmmaker would look at Disney and go, God, I wish I could get into those doors. These guys are going, I don't I don't think I want to be yeah, here. I, I don't think I can make it work with the little amount of money that you are giving me. That's an issue for Disney, for me. Like, that's the big issue for me is that it's like it's the biggest film company in the entire world. And you went to a director and they said, yeah, you're not giving me enough money that I can make this like that. This is beneficial to me. Right. Well, the and the other thing is the, the other part of that is that every every studio is frugal and every studio puts up a budget and they will look at every line item and go. And even Disney, who has all the money in the world, the reason they have all the money in the world. Two Cokes. is because they don't give out two Cokes. <laughs> no, but they look at it and they go, listen, I know you want to make this movie. Even if it's the Russo brothers, they go, you say it's 55 million. We think it really should only be 35 million. And that's the negotiation. But the fact that I'm almost about to lose the point I was about to make. Give me a second. Oh, I know what it is. The fact that the Russo brothers are going, I don't think we can do this, is basically them saying, you say it needs to be $35 million, but how do I know that it's not actually $55 million and you're just lowballing this so that you can screw us over later on? That you're saying $35 million so that way you can then put this on streaming Instead of putting this in theaters, like you're saying initially, that really you should be giving us fifty five million dollars and you could make this for fifty five million dollars and make money. But you want to do a different plan than what we're agreeing on. That's the that's the issue here. Whew, I'm glad that came back again. That's that's all I got. <laughs> all there right, it, it is. Look at that. We did a thing. We did a thing. We did it. We did it in record time. We did it. Yeah. There wasn't a thing. And now there was a thing. That's all it took. It yeah. took us no time at all. And we made a thing. We're about to literally run out the store. I oh, know. <laughs> actually, before we do. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yes. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Norm McDonald length pause. Where can they find us? Well, uh, they can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify there. And uh, that's my Norm McDonald. I think that's about as good as I it's can a make good, it. It's a good Norm. All right, thank you. Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're everywhere. Just Google us. You'll find us. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, we just got on Audible and Amazon Music. Yes. So if that's Give your bag, search. check us out. You can find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break for some sweet videos. We just put out a video on Kate Bishop yeah. in honor of the Hawkeye trailer. If you would like more information on who Kate Bishop is, check out that video. It's nice with some graphics that sort of talks about her history in the comics and what they might do with her in the show. You can also check out our TikTok, which is at The Media Lunch Break. We're on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. If you want to get a better feel of what we're doing here, you can go there, become a patron. We have a tier that allows you to watch a, a filmed version of the podcast that is unedited and has a bunch of cool graphics and stuff. We, uh, we had a very funny joke when we did the Ike Perlmutter story that probably didn't make it into this episode because it wouldn't make any sense if you were listening to it, but it's very funny. But if you pay for it, it's very good. Yes, you get to see the the joke because we have a lot of other... uh, jokes that are based on what you see. And you can't and see that because you're just listening. I just do this a lot while I'm talking. Oh my God, that's what incredible. I know, How did right? you even do that? I know, this is what I I'm saying. I didn't know a man your age could do that sort of thing. Well, it takes practice. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is themedialunchbreak.com. 
We have an Amazon affiliate link in the description, so make sure to check that out. Uh, whatever you buy through that link gives us a little kickback. We get like a little bit of Jeff Bezos's money. Mm. And uh, that's easier than beating him up and taking whatever he has in his pocket. So make sure to do that. I have noticed that Jeff Bezos's money smells nicer than other people's money. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he probably washes it. It's like lavender. Do you know you can wash money? That strippers do that? Uh, I did not know that, but I'm also not surprised that you know that. <laughs> uh, give us a rating and a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Special thanks to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Uh, who's one of our favorite patrons. Also, speaking of patrons, uh, we talked a few episodes ago about how one of our patrons. Oh, yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. I that uh, uh, was basically one of our graphics sent through some sort of like algorithm that turns it into a dream. And uh, this monstrosity is what came out the other end. I will never be the same again. My God. <laughs> so uh, head over to our Facebook page or, you know, become a patron so you can see this video to see that image. It is it is a nightmare. I can't. I, my eyes don't even know what portion of it feels on. like a dream. I have to get rid of this. I have to I'd say goodbye. I, please stop. <laughs> I, I, so, yeah, that's uh, that's it. And as always, you know, you I don't know if you're if you're able to to give our the announcement about uh, giving us a recommendation because of what just happened. But yeah, um, if you. Oh, man. Um, if there's something you want us to talk about, if there's a news story, we just did a bunch of news stories. If there's something you want us to talk about, like, hey, what's your opinion on this? Send it on over. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about something. Uh, if you have an idea on something that we should talk about, a suggestion, a question, well, I, anything. I believe next week we're talking out. about our favorite what if style things. Right? Yeah, our favorite alternate yeah. uh, alternate storylines. Non-main world. timeline exactly. stories. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like, screw that idea, talk about this thing, send it over. We want to know. If you have a reading assignment that we should be reading about, send it over. We want to know. Um, yeah, we're always, if you're a creator and you made something and you're like, give, can you give this a read and a shout out and a couple of notes, send it over. Those are our favorites. We love to have those. So we want to know. Yeah. Other than that, uh, my wife is pacing anxiously. So I think it's about time for me to go pick up my kids. Just and bring us along. Is not a metaphor of some kind. <laughs> You've got batteries in that thing, right? Just bring it along. That's what I'm saying. I should just bring the whole... Oh, I actually over. need to see the doctor, too, so this will be a good opportunity. Okay, excellent. All right, just wonderful. Just put the, put the thing in your pocket. Okay. And hold the mic and like you're interviewing the doctor. Excellent. They're totally cool with that, trust me. Yeah, that's true. That's usually good. All right. Doesn't violate any HIPAA protocols or anything. Not in the slightest. Okay. We did it. That's a, that's, we did it. We did a thing. We did it. All right, goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next week. I'm not sure how I feel. You want to say hello to America before we get off? And then before we leave the podcast? There it is.